Well, good morning. Welcome back to the Broadcast Retirement Network. I'm Jeff Snyder. This is BRN AM for Monday, March 6th, 2023. And our top story today, a simple smartphone for seniors and their caregivers. Joining me now to discuss this and a lot more, Robert Felgar is the Chief Executive Officer for Raz Mobility. Robert, great to see you. Thanks so much for joining us on the program this morning. Thank you. Great. Thanks for having me. And Robert, we often talk about caregivers. We talk about seniors who need caregivers. I think what's curious, when I was looking at information about the phone that we're going to talk about today, I, I found it curious that people don't have access or cannot use uh, the technology in order to make emergency calls. That, that, to me, is very bewildering. Right. So our phone, the RAS memory cell phone, is focused on people with cognitive decline, so most of them have about 72% of our customers have dementia and some of it's fairly advanced. So those types of people really need something really simple and they can definitely have issues calling 911. Um, and in fact, one of the most common issues is that they call 911 too often. So they imagine emergencies, they imagine some sort of abuse, they imagine that they're walking in the forest when they're really sitting in a hotel in their assisted living facility. And as a result, they'll call 911 too frequently. In some cases, it could be a couple times a day. And what happens is that the care, the family will take away their phone because that not because the police eventually call them and tell them, hey, you have to solve this problem. So we have various ways in which we address those types of problems. Basically, we take all the pain points that are experienced by families and people with dementia using a, a, a cell phone and we try to address those one by one. Yeah, and let's let's talk a little about that. And and I can see if you have cognitive challenge, cognitively challenged. I mean, I have my iPhone right here. I, I sometimes have difficulty figuring out, and and just pointing and clicking can be very difficult. How how do you streamline? Because it's not a cell phone. I would assume it's not like a flip phone, like from 1990, right? I mean, it it is a it is a a, a smartphone. Um, how do, you, how do you trim that down so that it's easy for someone with limited cognitive ability or maybe cognitive ability that goes in and out? Right. So we, uh, the phone itself is actually a smartphone. So the hardware we use is Motorola manufactured hardware, and we put our software onto the hardware, and it basically takes over the phone. So our uh, experience is basically superimposed onto the phone. And essentially what we do is we offer sort of two experiences. One is the experience from the point of view of the senior with uh, cognitive decline. And the other experience is the experience of the caregiver, which is usually an adult child, so a family yeah. caregiver. And the senior basically has this very, very simple environment where they basically see pictures on the screen. And to make a call, they simply put their finger on a picture and the calls initiated. And that's it. So they're limited to this very, very simple environment where they can't see other apps. They're not seeing Facebook. They're not seeing Google Chrome. They can't access the settings. They can't accidentally put the phone in safe mode and airplane mode. 
uh, they can't accidentally lower the volume and say they can't hear the phone is broken because the volume buttons are disabled. So the volume is always set at maximum. So we basically create this very, very safe environment where the senior with cognitive decline cannot uh, basically change settings and so forth or go into apps that they shouldn't be going into and confuse themselves so that they can have this very, very simple experience. And then... And that Sorry, no, go, ahead. go ahead. I cut you off. Go ahead. Finish your thought. Okay. And then from the point of view of the caregiver, the caregiver controls all aspects of the phone remotely through what we call the RAS Care app, which they download onto their own phone. So let's say the caregiver has an iPhone. They would go into the app store, download the RAS Care app. And from that app, no matter where they are in the U.S. or Canada, they can control their senior's phone. So I talked about pictures and how you initiate a call by putting your finger on a picture. A senior with dementia is not gonna be able to download pictures on their phone. So the adult child, the caregiver, can do that from anywhere in the US or Canada, basically download that picture and it'll appear on their father or mother's phone in real time. So that's the idea. All the complexity is sort of exported to the caregiver who does all the work. And the senior just has this very, very simple experience where they put their finger on a picture and the call's initiated. Robert, let's talk a bit about the learning curve for the learning curve for the caregiver. Some of us are more technically competent. Others, maybe we, we just know how to use Siri. Um, how, how, did, how long does it take for a caregiver whether there's someone my age in their 50s, someone in their 20s, to get up to speed in terms of driving that software, making sure that the experience for the, for the, uh, the, the senior is um, tenable. So the, the app is really a fairly intuitive app. It's not really that hard to use. Obviously, it depends on the caregiver. So we do have some caregivers that aren't the adult children. And some of the adult children can be fairly old themselves. You know, they can be in the, you know, we, we, I got a call yesterday from someone whose mother, who's a hundred is using the phone. So you can imagine wow. she's the daughter. So she's not so young herself, but of course you also have uh, spouses, right? So your husband or wife has Alzheimer's and instead of the child managing the phone, the adult child, it's the spouse and they themselves are in their eighties. So for them, it might be a little bit more challenging, but it's not that complicated. So if you manage the contacts, for example, through the app for the RAS memory cell phone, it looks just like a regular sort of contacts app that you would experience on a regular smartphone. You just enter the phone numbers, you enter the, you download the pictures and so forth. And the experience is just like a regular sort of contacts app that we're all used to. So we try to make it as easy and as sort of recognizable as possible for the caregiver as well. Well, Robert, I need to take a very quick break. When we come back, we'll talk more about accessing cell phones for seniors. You're going to want to stay tuned right here on BRN AM. Imagine a new television network that will make you richer healthier, and in control of your financial future.
This network is for the policewoman in Nashville, Tennessee, the baker in Dubuque, Iowa, the teacher in Lexington, Kentucky. We want to make the idea of savings and retirement culturally relevant. But what do you see as a defining issue of the midterms? Especially for the smaller businesses, I mean, they are the lifeblood of the American economy. Featuring exclusive interviews, current affairs, and docu-series. 33 yeah. years old, you retired early. The philosophy is money only matters if it helps you live a life that you love. But you gotta start thinking about retirement as soon as you get in. The Broadcast Retirement Network will drive very high engagement with premium partnerships. So this isn't retirement and savings for your parents or grandparents. This is for all Americans. And we're gonna change the way you think about money. Welcome to the next frontier of retirement and savings. This is BRN, the Broadcast Retirement Network. Tax audits, tax liens, wage garnishments. Every day we hear stories like this about good folks who are simply struggling to pay their bills. Each of them are living a frightening IRS tax nightmare and they are afraid it will destroy their lives. I'm a divorced single mom and my ex-husband left me and the kids with a lot of unpaid bills, including unpaid taxes. I was really starting to show my stress on my kids because the IRS had sent me a letter demanding a huge payment from me. I couldn't afford it. So then the IRS was threatening to garnish my wages. I'm already living paycheck to paycheck. That would have put me over the edge financially. It truly seemed hopeless, but then a friend at work told her to call the tax relief line. The people at the tax relief line, they told me about something called innocent spouse relief. They worked it out so that all of the taxes from my ex are not my problem. I don't know how that works and, and I don't care. All I care about is that I don't owe the IRS a dime and they are not going to take my paycheck. Even if it seems hopeless, you should call the number on your screen right now. There is absolutely no cost for the call or the consultation. You are under no obligation. If you are worried that the IRS could garnish your wages, seize your assets, even take your home, call us right now. The tax relief line is here to help you. Now you have a knowledgeable, professional team of tax experts that are ready to negotiate with the IRS and fight for you to save you money. The Tax Relief Line's professionals have successfully negotiated thousands of cases, reducing and sometimes even eliminating the tax debt for their clients. It's very easy to get started. Simply call the number on your screen right now. You don't have to live in fear anymore. The call and the consultation are free. Robert, thanks so much for staying with us this morning. Really appreciate you hanging around for segment number two. Thank you. All right, Robert. Uh, Let's talk about the, the development and the research that went into this because we're all human beings. We all have different learning curves. And, we, and I would assume we, don't, we know a little bit about cognitive uh, dementia and, and the challenges there, but we don't know everything. How did you develop the software? Um, is it based on trial and error, a lot of research? So we started to develop it in 2019. It was launched in 2020. 
and we're based in the Washington DC area in Maryland. And essentially what we did is we recruited some seniors. So as we developed the software, we would hand it out to a, a, a small group of seniors who had a dementia, Alzheimer's, and we would get feedback. And it was sort of an iterative process where they would uh, sort of, and mainly the families would give us feedback on how they were doing, and then we would make changes. And that's, and then, then we launched the phone after getting that feedback. And then as we've progressed in the commercialization of the phone, we continue to get daily feedback from customers who call customer support. For example, uh, yesterday I got a text message from a lady who said uh, her mother had difficulty hearing it and could she offer recommendations for headphones and so forth. So we're always getting feedback. And on top of the daily feedback we get to customer support, we also do regular surveys. So we're always developing new features, always working on new things. And to figure out what to prioritize and what's wanted, we send out surveys to our family caregivers. And the response is amazing because for them, it's, the device is really important. It's how they stay in touch with their parents. And so they really want the phone to, to meet their needs. So we get really, really good feedback and we prioritize our development efforts based on that. You mentioned uh, the research and you also, while we were talking, you mentioned um, maybe hearing aids or headphones and things that work. Uh, what are some of the other features? I mean, obviously the contact list, the simplification by using a picture to drive uh, action. What other features can, can people who use the phone uh, find? That, so that's a great question. So basically, like I mentioned at the beginning, there are a number of sort of common problems or difficulties, challenges that seniors with dementia have when using the phone. And what we had tried to do was address all those challenges one by one. So as an example, one common issue was that the senior with dementia will start calling in the middle of the night. They confuse night and day. And again, it's another reason why the family might eventually take away the phone because the senior is constantly confusing, constantly calling people in the middle of the night. So what we do is we allow the caregiver to set up what we call quiet hours. And those are hours of the day where the senior cannot place calls. So you might say, okay, I don't want my father to be able to call between 12 a.m. and 6 a.m., except for 911, of course. So you, can, you could limit the time periods during which he can place calls. You can also set it up so that you can control who can call the senior and who the senior can call. Because another concern was fraud. There's a lot of fraud, telephone fraud on the phone. Uh, it's, a, it's a very common concern with families. Yeah. So you can control who the senior can call. You could say, I only want my father or mother to call contacts. I don't want him or her to be able to call anyone else. And similarly, I don't want anyone to call, I don't want anyone except for contacts to be able to call my parent. I don't want, you know, for example, a telemarketer to be able to call my parent. So um, you can also send the senior reminders on the phone. So let's say a caregiver comes every day at 12 p.m. You can the phone can can have a reminder uh, that will pop up. We call it a sticky note at let's say 10 to 12 saying uh, the caregiver is coming in 10 minutes. So we have lots of little features like that, that are, um, that are that were developed to help the senior. We have quite a few features designed to help the senior to remember to charge. That's a common problem. People forget yeah. to charge. So for example, the caregiver can get a text message alert 
when the battery hits a certain threshold, let's say 20%, and then the caregiver can then call the senior and say, hey, mom, the battery on your phone is low. It's time for you to charge. So a lot of little thoughtful features like that that we, uh, that we developed. Robert, how do I get access to the phone for my loved one? And, and is there a, uh, you know, you can trade in your iPhone for the, the next iPhone or the Android. I don't want to be Apple specific, but how do I, can I trade my phone in to get this phone or my, my senior's phone to get this phone? So right now the phone can only be purchased online. Uh, the large majority are purchased through our website, www.rasmobility.com, just our company name. Uh, and we have an online store where it's purchased. We don't do trade-ins. Uh, we do have a program for people with low income. So uh, let's say you're, you use the phone and then your uh, father passed away, your mother passed away. You can then give a program where that family donates the phone back and then a low-income family can then get it at no cost. Uh, so we do have programs for low-income people, but generally the phone is purchased online uh, on our website. And, and does it work across multiple carriers? Uh, sorry, I'm not, an, I'm not a cell phone or a mobile phone expert, but like, for example, Verizon, AT&T, T-Mobile, et cetera. That's a good question. So our phone works on all networks. So AT&T, T-Mobile, and Verizon, and many of the providers that resell through those uh through those networks like Cricket and so forth, uh, you know, the prepaid companies. So uh, the, the phone's very flexible and it also comes with three months of free service. So you get a SIM card, you don't have to use it. You can throw it out if you want, but it comes with a SIM card from a company called Mint Mobile, which uses the T-Mobile network. It has three months of free service and you can continue to, to use Mint Mobile after the three months or throw it out and use some something else. Uh, but basically, the phone comes unlocked, and you can either use Mint Mobile, which it comes with, or go to your Verizon store or wherever and uh, and get service through them. Yeah, pop in the old SIM card. I've been, man, I've been through that so many times. Well, Robert, this is really important, and so many people are probably breathing a fresh, fresh uh, sigh of relief because they have access to something like this for their loved ones. Robert, great to see you as always. Thanks so much for joining us, and we look forward to having you back on the program again very soon. Thanks for inviting me. Bye. That wraps up this episode of BRNAM. Have a topic of interest, someone you think we should talk to, drop us a line. And don't forget, for all the latest curated news and lifestyle, wellness, finance, tech, so much more and all in one place, check out today's edition of our daily newsletter, The Morning Pulse. Want to search our archives, check out our latest content, or visit our website and, of course, all our partners. We're back again tomorrow for another edition of BRNAM. We'll have a very special guest. Until then, I'm Jeff Snyder. Stay safe, keep on saving, and don't forget, roll with the changes. Now is your opportunity to co-create content around any topic on the first lifestyle and wellness network. Reach a global audience through our platform and co-own exclusive branded content. All of our programs are available on demand and also as audio-only podcasts, so you can take us on the go. Broadcast Retirement Network, available anytime, anywhere, and on any device.